temperatures coming in on Sunday with a high of 70. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Good morning, guys. Hope you're having a great start to your Thursday so far. I'm Janet Rose. This is the Morning Jam, and we are glad that you're along. Hopefully, you're going to let the love flow this morning. We try to get you started with a song that kind of wakes you up a little bit easy. Anyway, it is a chilly morning. You're definitely going to have to put on a sweater or a coat or something. Turn on that heater when you get in the car uh, this morning because it is rather chilly. We had to fire up the wood stove last night so it was nice and toasty at our house hopefully you're warm wherever you are Uh, here is our thought of the day for this thursday envy comes from people's ignorance of or lack of belief in their own gifts wow envy comes from people's ignorance of or lack of belief in their own gifts Our text number is 434-248-0704. That's the last time I'm going to give that this morning because I want you guys calling me this morning. You're not stepping up like I need you to, guys. Uh, Mark's been gone for a week now, and and I need you to call and help co-host this program. We uh, appreciate you texting in. She's already tired of me. Uh, (laughs) Well, you have other duties that you're responsible for, so... We're trying not to overtax you too much there, buddy. Uh, here is your Mind Jam trivia for this morning. The average American spends 24 hours a week doing this. What is this? The average American spends 24 hours a week doing this. What is this? That's what we want to know. Do you have a guess already? Mm-hmm. Is it going to the can? <laughs> that that was my first thought. Yeah. Well, you you, it, you haven't like worked with up. me long enough to know that I would not select that as a as a question. That's a good point. No, yeah. you're right. I, I, it seemed I my, you never know, my would brain, I would I pick. You a, know me. My brain doesn't work for like the first thirty minutes of the show. So let's just. So by all means, let's turn that mic on first thing. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I got you. All right, that's our question. You text us in your guess. We'll have the answer coming up in a little bit. It is not going to the can. Hey, then I got all those inappropriate answers out of the way for out you right the, away. Well, so probably probably not all of them. Knowing yeah. knowing our, our listeners, you probably didn't get all of them out of the way, but we'll see. All right. On this day in history, in 1962, Peter, Paul, and Mary's debut folk album reaches number one on the U.S. album charts. Where have all the flowers gone? Young girls have picked them 
So there you go. Peter, Paul, and Mary. I never could get into Peter, Paul, and Mary much, but uh, they were very popular back in the day. In 1973, Queen Elizabeth II opens up the Sydney Opera House, which I thought was older than that, but it wasn't. 1973 was when it uh, when it opened. In 1998, comedian Richard Pryor is awarded the first ever Kennedy Center Mark Twain Prize for American humor. They always go to bars. When the guys get drunk, they started fighting. Some dudes would really get weird and want to fight women. What's wrong with you, ugly woman? <laughs> well, ain't nobody messing with you. Turn your face around. I'll knock you. Who are you, chump? I don't care if that's your mama. <laughs> it's very difficult to find a... Uh, a Richard Pryor bit that you can, can actually air. play on the air. Yeah, it can be a little bit challenging. But he would behave himself on Carson and things like that. So uh, he would he would behave sometimes. Also on this day in history, kind of a kind of a big day if you're into classic rock. It was this day in 1977 that Leonard Skinner bandmates were killed in a horrific plane crash. Um, Leonard uh, American rock band Leonard Skinner plus three other people were killed in a plane crash on the Louisiana-Mississippi border on this day in 1977. There's a lot of um, a lot of memorial uh, articles out this morning about that. That was a tragic day in rock and roll for sure. We have a ton of birthdays today. If it's your birthday, you share it with some really famous people and some really interesting people, including Wanda Jackson, who, if you don't know who she is, she dated Elvis. He was the one that convinced her to go into the rockabilly recording. And she basically became the rockabilly queen. Uh, and she is 85 years old today. I bet you she was controversial back in the day because she was like a female Elvis, I swear. If you look at the videos, that's what she reminds you of. Snoop Dogg is having a birthday today. He's turning 49 years old. Do you know when I fell in love with Snoop Dogg? When was that? When he was on Monk. Hmm. He was was on Monk. He even did the theme song. (laughs) You're definitely the minority of people. That's the reason I like Snoop Dogg. My point is, still stooped up. I, I thought that was hysterical when he redid the Monk theme song, and and he starred in a Monk. Yeah. My point is, he has crossed over oh, to yeah. where so many people from so many backgrounds and so many ages kind of appreciate his talent. He's, I mean, one he of the greatest. With Martha Stewart, for goodness' that, sake. That was, that was that's hilarious. But he's, <laughs> I mean, one of the greatest rappers of all time. Hip hop artist of all time, and he—I mean—he did a reggae album, mm-hmm. um, and like, he was on Monk. He, he was on Monk. <laughs> I didn't watch that show, so that's well, why you I'm... should because it is absolutely hysterical, so, but... and he does a great job. So it's very funny. Keith Hernandez having a birthday today, turning sixty-seven years old. This is when he uh, guest starred on Seinfeld. I don't want to disturb you. I'm Keith Hernandez, and I just want to tell you what a big fan I am. I love your comedy. <laughs> George isn't happy about this. Really? Why? Yeah, I've always wanted to do it. Do you know why? Do what I do. You're one of my favorite ball players of all time. <laughs> Mine too. 
<laughs> He's jealous. Really? Thank you. <laughs> so he's just really rubbing it into George that well, Keith Hernandez recognizes him. Also, George works for the Yankees. Exactly. And Keith Hernandez is a Met. Correct. So and then so he starts talking about you know how long is it going to be before a whole plane of you all just die? I mean, statistically, it's bound to happen. George is wildly inappropriate, and that's why we all loved him. So there you go. Uh, John Krasinski, one of my favorites. Having a birthday today good off old, the office. Good old Jim Halpert. Good old Jim. He is turning 41 years old today. I'm just saying that you can't be sure that it wasn't you. That's ridiculous. Of course it wasn't me. Marijuana is a memory lost drug, so maybe you just don't remember. I would remember. Well, how could you if it just erased your memory? That's not how it works. Now, how do you know how it works? Knock it off, okay? I'm interviewing you. No, you said that I'd be conducting the interview when I walked in here. Now, exactly how much pot did you smoke? Michael? <laughs> That's right. Immediately, he's going after Michael. Uh, Dolores Hart is having a birthday today. She is 82 years old. She was in several Elvis movies, and here she is in one. And I'll tell you something interesting oh, no, about her. Oh, go ahead. Maybe your husband will show you how. Husband? Oh, no. Really, Duke, you do it. I don't know. It's easy. Just take it like this. Back like this. Go Try anything. <laughs> See what I mean? Here, I'll show you. And then Elvis knocks everything down. So she was in a ton of Elvis movies. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Had really started taking Hollywood by storm. All of a sudden, she announces she's leaving acting to become a nun. Hmm. And people were like, wait, what? <laughs> you were, because she, she was so beautiful and very sexy. I guess you could say with that her chemistry with Elvis, and uh, yeah, left to become a nun, and she's mm. eighty two now. Uh, and Sonny, a nun, and and a nun, she's still a nun. Uh, honey, Sunny Hostin, fifty two, arguably the dumbest member of uh, the View, is having a birthday today. Here's one of my favorites. It was hard to pick, but I decided on this one. You saying that you look at Chris? I Cuomo. feel like that's an oxymoron. A black Republican. You feel oh, like it's an oxymoron. I do. Why? Your friend right here is a Republican. We had She's this conversation. Tell, tell we have, you do. Happen. You say you feel like it's an oxymoron that you're Catholic, but you also are pro-life. I, I don't understand either. No, you, you don't understand yourself then. You have, you have disagreements. I understand myself. I don't understand I, either of this, but it. She's <laughs> just unbelievable. So she's got a black Republican on one side and a Latino uh, Republican, both females, on the other side. And she's just acting like they don't really exist. That you all are representing something that's not really, it doesn't really exist. Beautiful. Um, so I, I, I couldn't leave her as being the dumbest of our birthdays today. Uh, this next lady makes Sunny look intelligent. <laughs> and uh, this is Sky News Australia mocking Kamala Harris, who is turning 56 today. Sky News Australia mocking her as the worst vice president in the history of America. Is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Why are we laughing? Why? Why? Yeah, so that's Australia. That's the Australian show all laughing, going, Why are we laughing? Why? 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 
That's what we look like to America, folks, right there. Kamala Harris turning 56 years old today. Feliz cumpleaños. What? Feliz cumpleaños. That's happy birthday in Spanish. It's, it's like like the four Spanish words I know. But we're talking about Australia. I know, but can, can you, I, I, when we, I can break out just, my bilingual... I tell, you, I tell you what, we, maybe we just turn your mic off until you wake up. How about that? I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake. I hit, the, I hit you with that Spanish. No, I just, I, you know, I'm making no sense like Kamala Harris. Look at that. Bam. Oh, that was pretty good. Man. I thought that was pretty good. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. Do we have a caller? We do. We have All Lester right. on one. Good morning. Good morning, Janet. This is Lester. You made me do it. You made me call you. Well, I'm glad you, you did. How are you this morning? <laughs> Doing pretty good. I hadn't had my coffee yet, but uh, I'm just starting to call in for a little chit-chat. Well, I'm glad you did. I got to go, go buy a big pumpkin today. Uh, uh, one of my neighbors in the campground, uh, a little lady is like a daughter to me. Uh-huh. Uh, she uh, shifted me out and everything. We rode by the uh, produce stand over here. And she said, look at them big white pumpkins over there. Mm-hmm. And I said, well. So, so you're going to go get her a, uh, a pumpkin today? Yeah, she made me do it. I'm going to go buy her a pumpkin today. She's uh, going out of town for a week. But I'm, I'm, she's going to have a big white pumpkin when she comes back. You are a good when man, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Good yeah. man. Thank hey, you for calling in this morning. I appreciate it. Okay, Jan. Have yeah, a good goodbye. one. See, I have a white pumpkin this year. I didn't go with the orange pumpkin. I went with a white pumpkin this year and i like it a lot i don't have a pumpkin no you don't even bother with the pumpkin uh, hokey would probably eat your pumpkin i was gonna say is uh, i'll leave him home and it, it would be destroyed by the time i get back so. probably uh, our mind jam trivia this morning the average american spends 24 hours a week doing this what is this we're gonna have your answer when we come back here on the morning jam Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. Our Mind Jam trivia today was about the average American spending 24 hours a week doing this. What is this? That's probably an appropriate song. We seem to be stuck like glue to our phones close um, to the Internet. We spend 24 hours a day. Now, we had a lot of guesses. A lot of people were saying things like, uh, you know, that's the amount of time you spend getting ready or the amount of time you spend watching TV or things like that. More. Uh, It's... uh, information overload day today i was gonna say getting ready they have not seen me get ready in the morning because i do not take 24 hours total in a week i take five minutes a day (laughs) you know i never thought uh, and of course when we get up this early i don't always spend as much time as i would if i were you know going in later or or going out um i spend more time than i thought i did uh, on on things like Hair and makeup and skincare and stuff like that. When I really put a, a clock to it, it was more than I thought it would. Uh, but information overload day is today. 
And as the name suggests, it is a day for taking a step back from the amount of information we're faced with on a daily basis. From social media and online news to emails and text messages, we're constantly bombarded with a plethora of information. And uh, today's the day to take a break, although for some people, they would find that very stressful to take a break from uh, from media and online things so i don't know uh we've got a lot to talk about today a lot to talk about including a new drug that has shown up in our area that they're saying is more powerful than even fentanyl and so we're going to be taking a close look at that story and then some stories out there about and we've talked about this on the show before you think that because you're not a drug user that you know you're not going to be touched by this fentanyl crisis. And it just isn't true. We're seeing story after story where uh, people are being affected by this and uh, and how mental health comes into play. We've been talking about that all week and how people are, are having mental health crisis and they're trying to self-medicate. And that's when the fentanyl comes into play a lot. So we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Even as the Biden administration is encouraging trans treatments as, let's see, I think they called it a necessary health choice for young people. They are also funding studies on the dangers of those very same treatments. So we'll be talking about some of that funding and how that's working out. Uh, We also have uh, a story about uh, some CEOs are getting very candid about sounding the alarm over the U.S. economy. And they're making it very clear that we are headed towards trouble. A growing number of influential Wall Street executives and business titans uh, are coming together and talking about this. And uh, the U.S. Central Bank has embarked on one of the fastest monetary tightening paths in decades as it's trying to wrestle consumer prices that are still running uh, near a 40-year high back to 2%. So we'll take a look at that in uh, in just a little bit as well. Um, disconnected Democrats. Uh, there's a lot of people coming out saying the party is oblivious to a rising tide of unhappy voters and some folks that say uh, they're really missing the mark when it comes to uh, what people are, are very much concerned about. Um, there is a Pennsylvania man who is being indicted for threatening Biden and Benny Thompson in a letter that included unknown white power uh, powder. So the threatening letter prompted a shelter-in-place order for a staff inside the Rayburn House office building. And uh, he's a 25-year-old man, and he has been uh, indicted by a federal grand jury yesterday for mailing a letter to U.S. Representative Benny Thompson's office, and it had threatening le- uh, language, and we'll take a look at that. Uh, Mr. Thompson, the gentleman usually sitting to the left of Cheney when you saw uh, a lot of the uh, video footage when they were doing the, you know, the anti-Trump things. So I suspect that's why he was targeted for that. But I, I don't know that for sure. Uh, over 100 pro-life organizations, churches have been vandalized since the uh, SCOTUS leak, uh, including some in our own backyard. So we'll, uh, 
We'll take a look at that. The FBI seems to be mum on the investigation into attacks on uh, pro-life organizations and churches around the country. And it looks like that's still going on even now. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to be taking a look at WDBJ7. They've got some headlines for us. And we're also going to take a look at how a recession could uh, impact Lynchburg businesses and uh, what the plans are, you know, to deal with that. Um, an infant was found in a Halif- in the yard of a Halifax home. This is a, a terrible story out of Halifax. Um, and they were found just, just found in the yard. And uh, the child was dead by the time that they got there. Uh, she was, or the baby was the baby of a juvenile mother, they're saying. So we'll have more on that coming up. Uh, but right now we're going to go and have WDBJ7 on the way, and we'll get all your headlines and a chilly forecast. It's going to be cold today and for the rest of the week, although perhaps by the weekend it won't be quite as chilly as it has been here. I passed a lot of hunters this morning. If you guys are going out and hunting, you stay warm and do be careful as you climb up in those tree stands this morning. We'll be back with some headlines right here on The Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly sunny today. Highs at 60 degrees. Clear and cold tonight. Lows drop to around the freezing mark. Watch for some early frost Friday morning, then sunny and a high of 66. Lows reach the mid-30s Friday night. Warming back up on Saturday. Highs at 72 degrees with a low of 43. And we'll bring in some clouds, maybe some showers coming in on Sunday with a high of 70. And currently, we have 35 degrees in Lynchburg, 31 in Bedford, 36 in Roanoke, 31 in Danville, 39 in Salem, 34 in Appomattox. And if you get a chance as you go out uh, this morning early, look up. The skies are beautiful and clear. Um, The skies were beautiful at our house this morning. So uh, it's super clear this morning. You may have a little bit of time. Did you have frost on your windshield? I don't because I... Parking, oh, parking you have garage. a place. Okay, I definitely garage. had to allow my back door, my back door, my back window did a little bit, but it was not that bad. But not the front, yeah. So you may have a, a little bit of that, uh, but it's not too bad. The frost on our car that we take to the, the mountain, the engineers take to the mountain had frost on it. Oh yeah, when I came in, definitely going to see that this morning. As fears of a recession continue to grow, our region uh, may have a little bit of a silver lining built in. Uh, they say that they're ready for a winter recession, um, and the, some of our local businesses are saying uh, they're very blessed to have some fiercely loyal customers. That includes the Art Box downtown. Um, the owner there says our customers love us. They want to keep us here, and I have to believe that they would do that even in a crisis. At Bikes Unlimited, 
owner there, John Sinar, says while a recession is a cause for concern, the pandemic has 100% prepared them for future crisis. The biggest thing we've learned is to just to adapt, like really think quickly and outside the box when things get tough. We are blessed to have a phenomenal team here. Uh, we also had folks from uh, Hill City Donuts speaking in. Uh, she said that her mindset is to stay focused on building relationships. The more we pour into the community, the more they pour back to us. So even though local businesses are concerned about uh, a possible recession, they are also prepared. And that's a good thing. I could always get a donut. A new study lays out a several options for reforming Virginia's income tax system, including raising rates for the highest income earners, but lawmakers are split on the path forward. A presentation earlier this week, the Joint Legislative Audit and Review Commission said the state hadn't updated tax brackets since 1990, but wages have increased substantially. As a result, auditors say a large portion of the state's population is paying higher tax rates, so, i.e., Basically, someone is paying more income tax than they're supposed to. With income tax, with income increasing over the last 30 years, essentially, if you make $50,000 or $50 million, you pay the exact same tax rate right now. That seems uh, not right. Yeah, it seems like they're so busy worrying about other things that they're not taking care of things that should have been taken care of, you know. The, I don't know, 30 years ago. And, you know, the goal of a progressive tax system is higher income you make, the more you pay. Right. So, Which seems logical. They presented 11 policy options to increase the fairness of the income tax system during the 2023 session, but did not make specific recommendations. Under one plan, the report says lawmakers could adjust the states for existing tax, bra tax brackets for inflation. In that case, all income groups would pay a little bit less, particularly low and middle income filers but the state would lose roughly $1 billion annually. Alternatively, lawmakers could scrap the old brackets, start from scratch, and drawing up new categories based on income, income distribution in Virginia today. To balance out revenue losses, the report notes that lawmakers could increase taxes for the highest income Virginians. One option in the report suggests adding a new income tax bracket for the top 1% of earners, defined as making $600,000 or more, with a tax rate of 7% up from the current rate of 5.75%. Don't you love numbers early in the morning? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we do get the gist of it. But it's uh so but obviously uh, a tax hike is a lovely is a tough sell on Republicans. So we'll see what shakes out here, but it definitely seems like there's a flaw in this system, but finding the right solution probably will be difficult given how everything operates. Well, I I mean to address this problem now, when inflation is completely out of control, probably timing's not great, for sure. Yeah. Not great. Danville Police Department says they've made an arrest based on a student tip. Police say the tip was made regarding a threatening graffiti message on two bathroom walls at George Washington High School in Danville. That was found on the 19th, yesterday. They say there was no threat to the school or public and a 15-year-old boy has been arrested. Danville police say the boy has been charged with Virginia Code 18.2-60, which is a felony that involves the threat of death or bodily injury to persons on school property. The Danville Police Department says the tip was an example of how members of the community can save lives as they encourage the community to share information. 
the University of Lynchburg is partnering with CATS to provide a trunk or treat event with the goal of the Halloween-themed Halloween event to have kids of all medical needs feel included in fun activities. The university is asking for the public's help in fundraising with CATS. The nonprofit organization helped kids get paired with adaptive tools like wheelchairs free of charge. They say the Halloween-themed event will be Saturday, October 29th from 10 to 2. So that's uh, a cool event that the University of Lynchburg is putting on with uh, a great organization. And, you know, it could be hard for some kids. You know, not every house is probably, you know, the, the easiest for a wheelchair to get up to. Mm-hmm. And so to have these types of events is, is actually a, a pretty pretty good event. Absolutely. The Virginia Department of Education issued an order for a Tazewell County Daycare Center to close its doors. The order comes after an investigation found violations dealing with daycare operations. The uh, order, it said, is therefore ordered that the Bright Beginnings Child Care Development Center relinquish their license to operate a child day program. It also said it's further ordered Bright Beginnings Child Care Center and its directors be barred from seeking a new license to operate a child daycare program for a period of 18 months. Yikes. It doesn't say in this article how many children are impacted by this, but that's going to make things very difficult for some families. Uh, and, of course, if, they're, if they've got violations like that, they don't want them uh, keeping their kids anyway. But still, that's going to be a huge mess, I would think. So we were talking uh, a little bit ago about how some threatening letters have been sent Um and this is, uh, apparently this was sent by an inmate, they're saying. Um, Pennsylvania man has been indicted for threatening Biden, Benny Thompson in, in a letter. Robert Vargo, 25, of Berwick, was indicted by grand jury yesterday. He's been formally charged with threatening the president, sending interstate communications with a threat, and influencing a federal official by threat. The letter includes threats to kill Biden, Thompson, and his family, and a U.S. District Court judge. Thompson is the chairman of the House Select Committee investigating the U.S. Capitol riot on January 6th. That's why I was saying he's usually the one seen right next to uh, Liz Cheney. The letter also alluded to anthrax and contained what appeared to be a white powder it said, quote, I'm going to kill you. I will make you feel the rest of our pain and suffering, prosecutor said Vargo wrote in the letter. There is nowhere or nobody who can keep you from me. The letter continued, I will kill you and those you love. I promise you that I will keep my promise until the day of my death. You and Joe Biden soon will face death for the wrong you've done to the U.S. It was received by congressional staff in the Rayburn House office building on October the 11th prompted a shelter-in-place call for offices near Thompson's, uh, although it all clear was given later that same day. Members of the U.S. Capitol Police Hazardous Material Response Team ultimately determined that the white powder did not pose a threat. And they say the letter was sent from the uh, Luzerne County Correctional Facility in Wikesbar, Pennsylvania. And they say that the U.S. Capitol Police Protective Service Bureau and the U.S. Secret Service are still investigating the incident. This does not seem like a wise 
thing to do, especially from prison. That's going to be pretty easy. To detect? Yeah. To, de- to detect. And where are you going to get anthrax if you're in prison? I mean, I would think that would... There's a lot of things you can get in prison, don't get me wrong, but I don't think anthrax is going to be one of them for sure. Vargo is facing a total maximum penalty of 25 years in prison, uh, supervised release, and a fine. So, uh, you know, I, and I understand this. All those people that were that were held accountable for threatening to kill Trump. So, you know, oh, wait, that didn't happen. <laughs> it's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at F&L Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. And right now, I was talking with Todd Ramsey yesterday, and he was telling me that they are now taking orders for turkeys and hams, especially they do a lot of corporate orders that for people who give turkey and hams that's going to be really appreciated this year uh, around the holidays so if uh, you have a company and you want to get those ordered now is the time to do that you can call 434-846-7448 and ask to speak with todd and he'll make sure that's taken care of now today's recipe we're going to be using a terrific special this week at fnl market they have a 10 pound package of chicken leg quarters for $6.80. That is going to feed quite a few people for $6.80. Now we're going to be using that recipe for roasted leg chicken quarters with vegetable orzo, and it's so delicious. You're going to preheat your oven to about 400 degrees, and then in an oven-proof dish, you're going to place your chicken leg quarters, seasoned with salt, pepper, garlic powder, paprika, and you're going to drizzle Uh, just a teaspoon of olive oil over top. Roast that for about 35 minutes until it's cooked all the way through. You can turn the chicken leg quarters onto the other side halfway through the roasting, but I like to get that nice crispy chicken uh, skin on that one side, so I usually don't turn it. Uh, Meanwhile, you're going to peel and chop your onions, your carrots, and your celery stalks. Add them uh, in a pan together with some broccoli florets and a little bit of oil. Stir it for about five minutes until they're softened a bit. Add in your orzo and your chicken stock. Cook for 15 minutes or so with the lid on. That orzo is gonna get cooked. The vegetables will be tender. And then at the end, add some cooked butternut squash and garnish it with some parsley. And it is delicious. Adding that butternut squash gives you that kind of fall feel to it. And it's a very affordable meal as well, especially since leg quarters are $6.80 for a 10-pound package. Check out this recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. Join that group. You'll see all the recipes we share. Brought to you by F&L Market, where they are taking corporate orders for turkeys and hams right now. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at F&L, save on sirloin tip roast, $3.98 a pound. 
Whole boneless pork loins are $2.69 a pound and sliced for free. Family pack boneless pork chops are $2.98 a pound. And leg quarters are $6.80 for a 10-pound bag. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833-605-1804. Join the VIP Text Club for exclusive deals and flash sales. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. We are the Morning Jam. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Morning Jam. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. We're glad to have you along this morning and uh, hope you're going to give us a call and uh, be share part of the, the co-hosting duties with us. Uh, yes, we are missing Mark, but he is loving his retirement life, let me tell you. I've talked to him a couple of times this week, and he's enjoying sleeping in. So who can blame him? Well, while Virginia is tracking COVID, other respiratory viruses are coming into play. I've got a couple of folks around me right now who are dealing with some uh, pretty heavy-duty stuff. Don't know if it's the flu or not, but they are feeling pretty rough. Lots of uh, coughs and runny noses, uh, poor appetite, fever. Um, and they they say some of these things, uh, like a RSV, which is like a cold, but can be more deadly, especially for kids under five and adults over 65. They say um, they get worried about RSV if it's starting to cause airway inflammation, uh, if you're breathing faster, if you're struggling to breathe. Uh, and while you may test positive or negative for COVID, uh, it could be RSV, and that's something that you've got to be aware of. There is no medication to cure the illness. Hospitals can treat the fever and the dehydration. Uh, the virus usually runs its course in a, a week or two. Uh, they say the prevalence of RSV in 11% of those who tested can be traced to children back in school and a population that has stopped worrying so much about catching COVID. They saw a huge decrease in the last two years because there were so many uh, infection control measures in place that um, they were in place because of COVID, they, but they actually showed a deep decrease in other viruses. So not so much flu transmission, not so much upper respiratory transmission because people were wearing masks and they were washing their hands often, which we need to be doing right now. So um, don't, don't forget to, uh, to wash your hands often. And, um, and if you're around people who do have those coughs and colds, you know, maybe considering, you know, keep your distance and that kind of thing. These colds and flus came after uh, a wedding. They went to a wedding and, you know, <laughs> and then they got sick about it. So, I don't know. Uh, 12,000 fentanyl pills have been found packaged in candy at a LAX TSA checkpoint. And uh, the fentanyl pills were found packaged in several bags of popular Halloween candy. Now, there have been a lot of uh, liberals coming out saying, oh, they're just trying to scare you and fear monger you because of, um, of fentanyl. No, guys, this is a real thing. Authorities are encouraging parents to double check their kids' Halloween candy 
following this massive fentanyl bust at a Los Angeles International Airport. Authorities uh, on Wednesday seized 12,000 suspected fentanyl pills that were disguised as um, several popular Halloween candy brands. Uh, Sweet Tarts are is one that they're showing there. Uh, Skittles is another one, uh, and it looks pretty pretty authentic. Authorities found dangerous opioids inside Sweet Tarts, Kittle, Skittles, and Whoppers. Los Angeles Sheriff's Department said that narcotics detectives and the DEA responded to a TSA screening around 7.30 a.m. yesterday after an individual attempted to go through airport security with bags of candy. The suspect managed to flee but has been identified. The large bus prompted law enforcement to encourage parents to be very cautious about the candy that their children bring home. There have been multiple reports this year of fentanyl manufactured in rainbow colors and disguised in wrappers. With Halloween approaching, parents need to make sure that they're checking their kids' candy. Do not allow them to eat anything until it has been inspected. If you find anything in candy boxes that you think could be narcotics, do not touch it and immediately notify your local law enforcement agency. And then anyone with additional information should contact authorities right away. Uh, I remember being a kid when people started doing things like the stick pins and the razor blades and stuff like that. And I thought that was just awful that you had to go through your kids' candy. And now this is even worse. I mean, the other was was bad, but at least, you know, chances are it wasn't going to kill you. This can actually kill you. So it's pretty sad, really. Uh, We also told you about a drug more deadly than fentanyl that's been identified in the commonwealth and pretty close to home a new deadlier form of fentanyl has been discovered um and it's uh it's worrying officials who are charged with curbing the resurgent opiate epidemic here Uh, the drugs are lab-made opioids known as nitazines and they're estimated to be several times more potent than fentanyl, the opiate responsible for three out of every four overdose deaths in Virginia. And, of course, fentanyl is the number one killer of young people 18 to 45. Nelson Smith is the commissioner of the Virginia Department of Behavioral Health and Development Services, flagged the drugs in a webinar in late September, says there is a new synthetic opioid that's popping up all over the country, three times stronger as fentanyl. And just this past summer, we found it in one of our small communities in Virginia. And they're referencing uh, the drugs that were recovered by the sheriff's office in Campbell County. That's just south of Lynchburg. Nitazines have been linked to at least three deaths so far, a number that medical examiners believe is an undercount. And that's because state forensic labs can't readily identify the new synthetics like they can fentanyl, heroin, and more commonly seen drugs. As a result, nitazines are only identified when the state contracts an outside testing agency for a toxology report, so it probably is underreported. Staying on top of the new drugs that are emerging is a big challenge. Sometimes we'll test it if there's novel drugs on site, but it's not common. So, We don't know that they're resistant. We just know 
that the protocols for using noxaline for these other drugs are not effective. So they suspect the same could be true for this. Opioid deaths have spiked significantly in Virginia since the start of the pandemic. The state recorded 2,667 fatal overdoses in 2021. 76 of those, 76% were linked to fentanyl opioids. Richmond had the highest death rate. And uh, Commissioner Smith, who was appointed in January by Governor Yunkin, says that Virginia's opioid epidemic is trending in a terrible direction. So, guys, be aware of this, uh, especially with Halloween coming up. Be extra vigilant with your kids' candies because I, I don't know what kind of monsters think that it's okay to uh, to package the stuff this way, but that's what they're doing. Coming up at the top of the hour, CBS News will uh, be headed your way. Heaven knows what that's going to be sharing with us. We'll have to check that out um, and and fix whatever they... Sometimes they are so liberal in their headlines. It drives me nuts. So I try to pay attention to that. Uh, then we have Bill Trefero. He's coming from our Roanoke News Desk. He'll catch you up on things on the South Side, Lynchburg, and Roanoke. We have all that ahead here on the Morning Jam. Thanks for joining us. Keep our number handy, 866-916-3776. I'd love to hear from you in the next hour. listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.